on the path of life, we all have our own unique destiny. The life of every soul has a heroic probability to manifest into its highest levels of abundance and joy and to be filled with goodness and divine inspiration. That's why I created Awakening with Sarah. And it is my hope to be a guide for you on the journey, bringing powerful tools, helpful wisdom, healing music, and inspirational guests to nourish and bless your journey of awakening. So thanks for joining us today. And we'll be on to our episode. And this week's episode is episode number 24. It's a solo cast called Planet Earth's Return to Unity Consciousness. And I made this one really early in the morning when the whole house was asleep. So it sounds like I'm telling a secret. So, as my whole house is sleeping, (laughs) I really want to make this recording. And this recording is talking about the Fibonacci versus the crystalline spiral. Now, the Fibonacci spiral is called, is also known as the golden mean But the truth is, it's not very golden. The Fibonacci spiral is a spiral of death-coded mechanics, death-coded mathematics that is part of a fear-based, consumptive modeling system, which is in, which is largely operating on our planet Earth today. So the Fibonacci, one thing to understand is any time a pattern repeats, it's basically not alive, right? Because it is, I mean, it is alive, but it's alive in a way that is compromised. It's alive in a way that is mortal, right? It follows It leaves source consciousness with a certain amount of self-sustaining juice. But the minute it leaves source, it's on its way to death. And so we see the pattern repeating and repeating. And it's in the Nautilus shell. It's in our body's proportions. But this is a limited system that's created by a carbon-based elemental system in a fear-based reality on a controlled planet so that everything has to eat and consume energy in order to stay alive and ultimately 
the limit, the limitedness of this repeating spiral will end in death. So let's talk about that is the carbon-based Fibonacci spiral. And it's often called the fib of nochi, which I think is really clever. <laughs> so the crystalline spiral is the spiral of the divine human genome as God, creator, source, created the first prototypal body for the divine human genome on planet Tiamat, planet Tara. In the Lyran constellation through our 12th stargate of Aramatena, all these beautiful words perhaps strike a memory. In first creation, Kemalohatea, this is where we held our divine human genome. Now in the divine human angelic body, the law of the land was the crystalline spiral. Now the crystalline spiral is similar to the Fibonacci because it is a spiral. But the very important difference between the crystalline spiral and the Fibonacci spiral is that the crystalline spiral goes out from source and then returns back to replenish itself in the zero point of the eternal seed code atom in the higher heart. And each time it goes back into the eternal source, it gets more energy and it spirals out in a wider arc, in a larger spiral, which increases upon itself geometrically. And this is enabled, this access to zero point is enabled by a sacred marriage of correct pair bonding photo photo protein synthesis in the DNA, which is the sacred marriage of the masculine and the feminine, which creates an access drinking place of the zero point energy. Now, once we have the sacred holy communion between the masculine and the feminine, which is the correct pair bonds, we can directly tap the source of our genesis inside of our own selves and inside of our own cells, right? Every separate constituent of life is connected to that river of source light. So the body becomes immaculate, <clears throat> right? There's no disease. 
in the body because it's constantly connected to the source of its genesis, which is pure light. And so the good news is on our planet today, we're in the process of replacing the carbon-based matrix with the crystalline-based matrix. And it was interesting because certain acquaintances of mine have been talking about the power of plant spirit medicine, of ayahuasca, bufo, of combo, peyote, all the many different mushrooms, all the many different psychotropic plant-based elements. And I believe that plant spirit medicine has the ability to kind of blow the roof off of the DNA and give us the experience of sacred communion and our vessels being able to circulate light as they did in the state of the divine blueprint. And this also happens when you're exposed to romantic love. Romantic love has the same pattern of the correct pair bond that gives the DNA the map back to its divine blueprint. And in my life, I've never done plant spirit medicine at all, except for CBD for sleep. And one time I took, I think it was 10 milligrams of THC thinking it was CBD. And that's the biggest trip I've ever had in my life. Um, but my drug of choice, you could say, has been romantic love. Um, that has been the main way my DNA has mapped itself back to the ecstatic communion, which is now at the threshold of penetrating the membrane beyond all duality. And I'm here to work with the frontline path cutters of the diamond sun body in which the crystalline spiral is the law of our bodies, of our, of our land. And the aeonic pair bonds that were designed for the human angelic prototype of our divine human genome, right, are returning. It's returning for all of us. So um, I believe that, so the challenge is, I mean, it's, a, it's an incredible time, but it's also a time of purging, as we can see with the war in the Middle East and the controlling agenda still largely in place, even as the crystalline grid is growing in mass behind the scenes, right? And all the family of light. We are blossoming like never before. 
the elemental kingdom is being healed so that it can build bodies that can hold the superconductive light of the crystalline spiral and live beyond the consumptive modeling of the carbon-based matrix, achieving immortality and the end of all dis-ease. But the purge is quite intense, just like the vomiting when the ayahuasca is ingested. There is a larger vomiting after we come down from the high of romantic love or plant spirit medicine or a near-death experience for that matter. Near-death experiences are what create the strongest, most lasting change in the DNA. Plant spirit medicine, romantic love, exposure, they give a glimpse which enables the DNA to have a map back to its rememberment. But there is a great purging when we come down from a peak state that is induced by plant spirit medicine. And I'm certainly not saying don't take plant spirit medicine or don't fall in love, like as if you could control that, right? In plant spirit medicine, of course, you can control. You're making a choice. I'm going to go and experience this. I'm going to go and do this to myself, for myself. I myself have not been called to do plant spirit medicine. Um, I do not know. I feel like I need a more incremental, grounded exposure. Like the one that comes when you fall in love. I know it works for many people. It's a beautiful thing. And who knows, maybe in the future I'll get a yes. But for now, I'm close enough to the point where all the veils are coming back, being lifted. And my consciousness is resting more and more in home, the home of the primordial sea before creation began. But even with this, there is a purging. Because when we have the glimpse of true life, of crystalline matrix, it begins to cleanse our entire operating system of the carbon-based, Fibonacci, fear-based matrix. So our entire neural network Our thoughts, our our thought patterns of separation consciousness start getting purged and cleansed. And as they're cleansed, we experience some pretty deep agony. I'm finding it's moving pretty fast these days. But it is still 
definitely unpleasant. So what happens is when we glimpse a state of greater rememberment of our divine blueprint, I'm kind of recapping now, right? When we have exposure to it, our neural network, our DNA moves into alignment. And the light and the life flow through us at a much higher level. But most often, except in a near-death experience, maybe, this is just a glimpse. And when the drug wears off, we have to return to where our DNA, where our consciousness was before we took the drug. That's our baseline consciousness. And now, since we've had the glimpse, our baseline consciousness is going to start purging out all the trauma patterns that maintain separation consciousness. And this is where it's very unpleasant. It can feel like we're going backwards, but we're actually going backwards to go forwards, right? We've tasted the glimpse of that sacred communion of a neural network of a body, right? Of our organs and glands and our heart and our body fully open to the crystalline configuration for that moment because the drug blows off the ceiling just like romantic love does the same thing. But when we go back to the baseline, we're going to have to step by step release all the traumas, the emotions that we've had under lockdown in order to not feel pain. We're going to have to release all of those lockdowns and open the floodgates to the sum total of the disempowerment, the sense of worthlessness, the sense of smallness, every belief we've ever had in separation. It is a massive cocktail, and every night I'm being forced to drink that cocktail right now. But it's moving out of my body as, as it is showing itself to me. It is releasing. And so... As we purge out everything that locks us down into the Fibonacci, everything that keeps the DNA in these compromised false pair bonds, as we purge out all the trauma, <coughs> made me cough. A lot is purging from the throat. The throat is the center of self-expression, right? The power of the word. to manipulate, to control reality, and the power of the word to uplift and liberate reality. The throat is purging a lot. And so there is this exposure and then purging and then return to the grounded state of the upgrade. And we're going through this cycle over and over again, 
right now. At the end of the night, we move through this exposure, purging, and rememberment cycle at shorter and shorter increments of time. But the cycle is less intense. When I first started my romantic love exposure uh, cycle, well, it began actually with my twin flame in 1989. And I am still sewing up the vast quantum leap that my twin flame gave to me when my entire DNA, my entire crystalline body lit up. And of course, it went out as soon as I came down from the high with him. <laughs> Turned out I wanted monogamy and he wanted polyamory. It was just not going to happen. But it's perfect because you don't want, if you're going to use romantic love to take you home, to map out your internally self-generated ecstatic communion with yourself, you're going to have to have a person that you can't have. It's just a person that gives you the glimpse. So my twin flame, he gave me the glimpse. We still talk on Facebook and, you know, I'm, I'm definitely not being activated by him now because I don't need that. I had, I had the massive exposure, which began the biggest dark night of the soul that I have ever experienced and enabled me to do my planetary mission of lifting as much fear and despair and lockdown out of the human collective, not only of my individual self. And so those of us on the front line that are doing this at a huge level are doing it for everyone behind us. We're changing the nature of the grid so that it's easier to blow the roof off of the control matrix. There will still be purging. There will still be pain. There will still be reckoning. But the extent of the density to be cleared is much less now. For all the veil lifters that have gone before have been opening the path to ascension. Ascension is a strange word because it applies that we're like going up or lifting off. But truly we're not. We're coming deeper into the body. And we're landing because the elemental structures are changing to accommodate the divine human angels, the souls that have evolved into the divine blueprint and lived in that blueprint before are able to come into these bodies and find home. And this is only really since July of this year that we've had enough shifting in the elemental structure that the progenitor human angels are actually able to come into these bodies here in fallen 3D compromised planet Earth, right? 
So the elemental structures are more healed than they've ever been before. It is a time of the greatest potential, the fastest movement. Once we, re we receive the glimpse of plant spirit medicine, we're actually able to begin to sustain that level of consciousness because the elementals in the body are healing so rapidly. And the earth herself, right? Her earth, fire, water, air, ether, all the elementals are being rewritten by the Divine Mother and Divine Father at this time. So I hope this helps us understand the difference between the Fibonacci and the crystalline spiral. You know, as I was getting up from my bed and I start channeling and downloading from my guardian, galactic, cosmic self in the early morning. So many documents come flooding through me. I can barely keep up with the downloads, but I think one of the most simplistic ways to understand the difference between the Fibonacci and the crystalline spiral is that the Fibonacci is fear-based consumptive modeling, separation consciousness, the feeling of being isolated and alone, the, the grand illusion that you really have, that you actually have a separate self. It all comes from the fib of no chi. The crystalline spiral gives us the knowing that we belong to the oneness, to this entourage of love and life, that we are never separate from this living matrix, that all in our core soul group and beyond our, in our core soul group of human, humanity, that we are always woven into this great spiral of oneness, it's also the end of consumptive modeling for we begin to drink of our own source. It's also the coming of a love-based reality where we live in deep collaboration for the magnification of ecstasy throughout all of the living matrix. The crystalline matrix is a blossoming matrix. For every time it spirals back into the zero point, it blossoms a bigger spiral. And so it is the giving and receiving, the drinking, the sacred holy communion. It is the dance of lover and beloved at the wedding feast. It is the sacred marriage that enables the original source of all life to flood through every parameter of our physicality, resurrecting all compromised code out of inorganic AI-controlled code into living organic source code. 
And so we are in the process of lifting the veil of this Fibonacci spiral and replacing it with the beautiful, bountiful, blossoming, organic spiral that God intended for life. And the dream is still filled with drama. The last vestiges of war, like a placenta when a new baby is being born. Everything of the fear-based reality is burning itself out in one final conflict of this Armageddon software that we are seeing playing out in the Middle East. But the new baby has been born. As we energize the thought forms of love, collaboration, unity, life, celebration, as we breathe to the depth of our toes and the heights of the stars, the breath of the universal rose spiral of infinite love and immortal light. As we breathe this beautiful dragon breath, the dragons, the progenitors of all creation. As we sit in the great cosmic dragon egg, birthing, our divine blueprint. The more focus we put on this great imbibing of the new life that is available to us, the faster our whole genome will be mutated and cleansed to hold the full light of the 64 circuits of the divine angelic human body. I follow a beautiful uh, man named Jason Estes, and I think Jason says we're on circuit 20. Maybe it's 24 out of the 64. So you can imagine when we have 40 more circuits fully online, to circulate the grace of the cosmos, of earth and heaven. You can only imagine what it will be to be in a body that runs 64 circuits. 64 circuit capacity to give and receive love in a living, blossoming, collaborating, unifying, symphony of light that is our planet earth in her ascended state as a planet of light her logos her blueprint is coded as a unity planet her fifth dimensional organic self as the planet tara Now I'm 
I'm not clear whether I think the Earth herself will have an independent identity from planet Tara. But planet Tara, planet Tiamat, in their pre-fall state, they, they carry the map that shows the Earth her way to her divine blueprint. It's like they are her big sisters. And the mother of all life principle that was destroyed as planet Tiamat is restoring itself to its pre-fall identity, which is amazing. We are living in such beautiful times. Everything that has been damaged is returning. And it's also really important to understand that there is a place beyond the dream of creation where nothing is ever damaged, right? This is all a hall of mirrors, amazing special effects in the theater of creation that extend all the way back to that striking moment when Source decided to separate from itself. And the game was on, the game of creation, the game of light and dark. What an incredible game. And so it does help, even as the game is in its final act, it does help to go back and just rest at home in the light. And that starts to happen more and more as the game is ending. You find yourself just sitting beyond the theater in the light, the light behind the projector. And the more you do that, the more your operating system is purged and cleansed, which, like I said, can be very unpleasant, but it passes fast. And if we can detach from the contents of what is being purged and just let it release, almost like a life review, right? The screen flows by and you see it all and you feel it all like a big cocktail of agony, <laughs> blowing chunks, coughing out this massive hairball of the lie of separation. And each time you purge your operating system, returns in a more and more divine, divinely aligned state. Alignment is everything. Alignment is what enables us to be receptive to the miraculous gift of life flowing through us. These bodies are magnificent vessels even in their compromised state, they are in just magnificent vessels. So we can imagine them in their fully healed state, running 64 circuits of love loving itself in a wedding feast of ecstatic communion with all that is, 
in a tantric dance of ecstasy with all life. Not an ecstatic communion that throws us into mental body excitement, but an ecstatic, ecstatic communion that is experienced as deep calm, incredible love, deep bliss, and deep calm. And so, as more and more of this circuitry is awakened, we will come together as one body of humanity and begin doing the bidding of the unity logos of earth, which is to find our communication and connection within our own bodies and within the body of humanity that brings the heroic probability of unity consciousness into self-expression. And I believe this will come through living in land-based eco-villages where we are becoming prototypal cells in this body of unity consciousness. And that as all the prototypal cells are like islands of light across the earth, and that as they link up with one another, we will begin to birth the cellular network of the global brain of unity consciousness. And it is such a win-win because birthing this is in direct alignment with the magnification of our individual joy and our co-creative, collaborative giving and receiving, lifting each other up. There's a song, we shall lift each other up higher and higher we shall lift each other up. This is the ascending spiral of our crystalline destiny. <clears throat> this tantric giving and receiving, multiplying joy among all the separate parameters of creation such that every life form is singing the song of ecstatic communion. Every life form is plugged back into its perfect place in this great, hugely diverse, yet amazingly unified tapestry of the unity blueprint that is planet Earth's destiny. And the greatest metaphor that I have is a symphony, right? This is in a symphony, everybody has their instrument. And within those instruments, everyone has the breath of their own signature 
source love. And as the clarinets begin to play and the oboes begin to play and the French horns and the cellos and the violins and the violas and all the instruments begin to play their heroic probability of love, which they can only bring fully to fruition in the presence of all of the other pieces, right? You can't really have a symphony without everyone playing in a synchronized way together, right? So this is what it is to birth our beautiful unity logos, the return of the divine blueprint for earth and for all of us. It is to rise beyond the sense of being separate and begin collaborating in this massive dance of synergistic beauty that is dictated and guided from the blueprint of the global brain of Earth and Gaia and Tara. You could say that the controller agenda its goal has been to synchronize us in a way that disempowers us, that keeps us separate. The unity logos and the global brain <clears throat> of our ascended earth, it's the opposite. It gives us the instruction sets and the messages that are designed to call us back into our heroic probability of individual self-empowerment and therefore the empowerment, freedom, joy, and magnified ecstatic communion throughout the entirety of creation. We were never meant to be, <clears throat> excuse me, separate you and me. We are all part of one great family. No, we were never meant to be separate, you and me. We are all part of one great family. The song came during COVID. Listen, my family of light, because I've got something to say to you through this dark and crazy night we are birthing a brand new body of light the calling
as one family under one sun. And as we rise back into our unity planet of light, what's really interesting is our sun, right? The sun of the earth is actually the eighth star in the seven sisters. Now we were, in a way, we, we fell out of our communion with our seven sisters when our whole galaxy descended. So, so beautiful, you know, being remembered back into the tapestry of the rising 5D organic family of constellations. Lifted up as our Milky Way galaxy merges with the Andromedan galaxy into the Golden Rose galaxy. As the Milky Way galaxy has been exiled into separation consciousness. So it's not only the Earth that is returning to her unity blueprint, but it is the whole of the Milky, the Milky Way. Mother, Mother Love is breathing us all back home into the oneness. And so, part of that is pulling us out of the Fibonacci, back into her crystalline love. It's been a strange trip in this interesting womb of creation. There's been so much learning in this compromised matrix of fear and separation. I mean, where else could God learn the beauty and power of love? But, uh, but in a place torn by war and death and loss and the great special effects of separation consciousness. We grow to appreciate love more than anywhere else. We grow to crave unity from living in the bowels of the illusion of separation. It is here that the cry for unity is the strongest. And when that unity begins to be revealed, the bliss and the joy, as we gaze into each other's eyes, rising out of this long night into the warm embrace of community and love, replacing every isolated pain of separation, of abandonment, of unbelonging with that beautiful sense of coming home and rising as a great symphony of love and all the festivals that are erected temporarily 
in the summertime. Become the permanent festival of light that is our baseline reality. On a planet singing the song of love. Once again, once again, an ancient and yet brand new configuration of love for love that is resurrected from such darkness carries a special quality of appreciation and gratitude as we wipe the sleep out of our eyes and run into the festival of communion with every cell of our body, every subatomic particle, receiving this sacred gift of the welcome home and the return to the one that is all of us together. It's the dream of unity, it's the dream of you and me, it's the dream that every living heart is happy, healed, and free. It's the dream of unity, it's the dream of you and me, it's the dream that we are already dancing as one. Let light shine into the darkest places on earth. Let every soul know its true worth. Let love reign from the heavens above. Let every soul be wrapped in love. Hold the vision that we're already dancing, that we're already living as one. Hold the vision that we're all Ready dancing, that we're already living as one, that we're already living as one. And in the show notes, I'll put links where you can purchase these songs. These are only snippets of the larger songs. The first one from my song, Deep Times. And the second one from my, from the song, Unity Song. Hey, you two, the cats need to come into unity. Okay, leave her alone. She's a bit persnickety. Okay, you two. So perhaps, you know, the whole animal kingdom, as we come out of the consumptive modeling and the false king of tyranny of pecking orders and 
all of this, which is a death-coded matrix in our animal kingdom. Perhaps we will see our animals, you know, the lion laying down with the lamb. And we are, we are seeing these beautiful examples of different species caring for each other. But perhaps even the ferocity in domestic cats will be... transmuted into love. All right. Much love to everyone. Many blessings. Thanks so much for joining me, everyone. I hope you enjoyed this episode. You can find all of the guest information as well as my contact information in the show notes. The musical selections for the intro and the outro were Let Yourself Be Awash in a Sea of Love and Mother Song. You can listen to and purchase these songs and more at sarahadams1.bandcamp.com. If you found value in today's content, please like and share as it really helps support the continued production of this podcast. If you would like to schedule a free informational call with me, You can do that at calendly.com forward slash Sarah Adams healing forward slash 30 minutes. Many blessings and we will see you in the next episode.